Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, and you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... This is Josh... Is it Josh? Not Josh Beckett. Is it Josh Widdicombe? And Rob Beckett. That's one of my favourites. That was very that was cute. lovely, wasn't it? So quiet. It was like a little borrower. Yeah, a borrower but, voice. And can I ask a question, Josh? Is borrower too old as a reference point now? There's not been a rehash of no, the borrowers. No, I think it's fine. Do you know what? I think Hillsy did a borrower joke on the last leg at the last episode of the last series. He got away with it. And he got away with it. Well, it's tough, isn't it? Because you don't want to do, the, you know, they're, they're little people that they're so little that they won't get offended. Yeah, there's, we're not going to get any angry letters from borrowers. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Yeah. They can't bloody reach the uh, letterbox. <laughs> am I right? We'll be able to read them anyway. Yeah. Those little tiny pencils. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry. Um, this is Izzy Goodyear. Yes. And that's her daughter, Summer Rose Goodyear, age almost two. Almost two. Summer Rose Goodyear. What a name that is. I feel like Summer Rose Goodyear is either going to be this sort of like floaty hippie through life of just like magical, just doing, I just do this now, just do that. Or the biggest Karen that has ever existed with that (laughs) name. You could just imagine her with like a perm shouting about a football going in a garden. Well, judge it from this then. Let's judge it from this. Uh, uh, we are for- very fortunate after many years of trying to conceive naturally and through IVF, we have a gorgeous almost two-year-old girl. However, after multiple 4am wake-ups this week where she screams mummy, mummy, mummy at the top of her voice or Gruffalo, where are you on repeat till I-, I bring her into the bed with us to try and stall getting up and starting our day at 4am. Oh, I thought we'd try voice recording. So that's at 4am. I was going to say, well, what is top? To be fair, I reckon I could sleep through the top of her voice. It won't bother yeah. me. I, that's not waking me up. But that was 4am. Well, good effort. I mean, you've got to do something at 4am. Why not record uh, something for a podcast? Exactly. Well, I've actually, do you know what? I'm going to come to uh, worries about sleeping, my own worries about sleeping Okay. Uh, later. Yeah. But it's a huge, hugely sad day for me, Rob. Oh, no. What's happened? I and I don't know whether um, you've ever experienced something like this, Rob, but um, I've slipped down the pecking order in terms of, Famous people from my secondary school. 
Oh, well, it's a head-to-head fight between me and Tom Allen yeah. at our school. And I think he's going to overtake me or he's already nudging me ahead. I think no, I got on telly before think... him, but he's now bigger and better than me. Not at book. all, Rob. Not at all. He's no, shit. Well, I, it's neck and neck with me and Tom. I mean, Bradley from EastEnders was far <laughs> and away. Charlie Clements was destroying us for years. Yeah. And the stench of Steve Backley was still in the gym Steve changing Backley. room. Steve Backley, bloody hell, mate! I don't know if he went to the school, but he lived in the area. Oh, um, yeah. But you know, you knew he'd been there. You knew yeah. he'd ch- you knew he'd thrown down on that on that field. Yeah. But um, yeah, so me and Tom are sort of neck and neck in it. Who, who's who's from your school? Did you watch England v San Marino last night? Um, no, I didn't because I enjoy competitive sport. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ollie Watkins, who scored on his England debut last night, went to my school. Ollie, yes, he is more famous than you now. Oh. He's beaten you, Josh. <laughs> it's absolute heartbreak. And, and, and also, what the tragic thing is, I reckon, if you had a good night's sleep, you could have scored against San Marino as well, <laughs> exactly. if you had the opportunity. He's going to be going to the bloody Euros, Rob. Well, all I'd say is, no offence to Ollie Watkins, but let's see him play against the Germans and then we'll discuss who's the most famous person. Because you've been slogging your guts out doing the Paralympics, the Olympics, the last leg for years and years. He can't just turn up and get a tap-in. Was it a tap-in? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it has overtaken you, Josh, I'm afraid. And the the PE department will be the Ollie Watkins gym. Well, exactly. It's the same PE teacher as well, Mr. Dinny. He must be absolutely fucking buzzing, Mr. Dinny. Well, yeah, considering what he had to work with the generation before, and then he got delivered <laughs> Ollie Watkins. It's a real jump, isn't it? It's, you know, it's that hobbit to orc, the power of Ollie Watkins up front. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be watching his career. I'm very excited. Do you know, it feels weird, like you've got like a got some skin in the game now. Do you know what I mean? I well, feel... yeah, it's good. To, it ups your game. That's what I'd say about being the famous person from your school. You're now, you've got to now compete with Ollie Watkins and try and trump him, you know? Well, could he deliver a blistering 20 at Up the Creek Comedy Club on a Friday night, Rob? No, but I neither can you. Back in the day. So... <laughs> oh, sorry, did I do it before you did it? <laughs> I thought I need to get in here, mate. <laughs> I snipered you during a mid a mid self-harm line from you. I felt horrible then. You was already, you was already putting yourself down. Well, sorry. I tell you what, if I'd said that and neither of us had picked up on it, it would have been a shame on us. Yes, it, w- it would have been a shame on you. But um, but no, you're, I'd like, to be fair, Josh, you are an excellent comedian and you would strike fear in the hearts of all the other open mic comics when you turn up at competitions. And we all know you beat me at the Leicester Mercury competition back in 2010, even though you've been going two years longer than me, but let's not get bogged down by details. Yeah, even though I got to go on in the second half because I'd been in a train crash. Okay, let's not get bogged down by the past. Josh, let's talk about the present. <laughs> what else has been happening in your life? Um, I'm a bit worried. That's that's classic widows, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, not that's, about that's neutral. Just general. <laughs> so I've got to go away to film. Now, I've got a bit of a thing where I can't sleep in hotels, Rob. I'm bad at sleeping in hotels. Okay, why what's that? What's what's the problem? I just got a mental block and I haven't had to do it for a year, and now yes. I'm really nervous that I'm not gonna be able to sleep. I've already seen that the call I mean, time the next Josh, morning. Josh, you are, you are you have picked the wrong podcast to complain about going to a hotel on your own. <laughs> there will be zero. No, everyone's listening to this, just going fuck off. Just stay awake all night. You'll still have more energy than looking after kids. But I think I'm going to stay awake all night. I just don't, I've already talked my way out of it, Rob. Well, uh, can what? I can I tell you what I would do? Yeah. I would take my own pillow. I do that anyway. I would also take a candle. Yeah. 
that then makes the room smell nice. Laura Whitmore told me this, actually. She always takes a candle with her when she travels, and it's the same candle she has at home, so that then the room smells like home. Oh, that's good. Take some red wine, a candle, and your own pillow, like you're leaving the house because of a divorce, and just try and get some <laughs> shut-eye. <laughs> oh, God, I'm nervous about it. I'll be interested to know how you get on, but it'll be interesting as well to hear about the parenting podcast when you're not parenting. It'll, you might sound completely different. How's it been with her parenting, though? How's well, how's Rose as well? Because she's quite heavily pregnant now. Movable, basically, Rob. Movable. Immovable. Immovable. So she's sort of it's on so the It's so much more difficult than the first one, isn't it? Did you find Well, this? it's because there's a kid running about, isn't it? Because there's a kid running about, yeah. So it's just like... Are you carrying a lot of stuff? No, not really. Um, but I, I'm doing a lot of the nursery runs. Yes, understandably. Yes. And I'm not going to lie, Rob. The news we had last week that one of the teachers lives near us and is willing to bring our daughter home for a small fee is probably the greatest news I've ever had in my life. Right. Uh, what, what's the fee? <laughs> Surely she's on her way home, isn't she? Yeah, but you can't go, uh, you're right, just to... Do the school run every day. Do what's the, the school run talk, for let's us. Let's talk numbers, Josh. £12. £12, what, a week? No, because it's an hour, isn't it? She takes her from the nursery to our house, which takes more or less an hour. Really? Is it an hour walk? On the bus. On the bus? So you, do you normally drive her to nursery then? I You can walk it in half an hour. You can get the How bus. How the fuck does it take an hour on the bus? It takes 45 <laughs> minutes, but you've got to wait for the bus, haven't you? Oh, right. So she gets the bus home with her. This is miles away, this nursery. Yeah, well, it is, Rob. But I knew the woman who ran it, and she's really nice. And then we went to look at it. It's a bit like you had this with the school, didn't you? Once you've gone to a place that you like, it's like when you, you're moving house, you see the one you want. It's difficult to then go, yeah, but this one I don't so like. Are you paying 12 quid a day for your No, daughter? she does it once or twice a week. All right, okay, I get you. All right, fair enough. So you can use it if you've got work or uh, yeah, meetings. Yeah, exactly. All right, I get you. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. I was going to say that is a, that is a, especially the London Council tax has gone up by 9%. Have you seen your letter? The Greater London Authority. I'll be honest with you, Rob. I opened the letter, Yep. looked at it, and this is how across finance I am. I thought, Bloody hell, that's steep. Maybe I just didn't realise it's always been that steep. No, but it is steep, but it's gone up a lot. There's yeah, skin. but I didn't realise. I just presume that's what I'd always been paying, because I'm not oh. really across stuff like that. Josh, we've we've just stumbled into the mundane chat of the week. Sorry. <laughs> There's two men furious about their council tax bills, even though one of them pays 12 quid for their kid to get a bus home. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. But the parenting been okay. You've got that. You've got the uh, babysitting. That's helping. Then with Rose, uh, pregnant. Yeah, it's it's all good. It's it's all good at the moment. Uh, I shall I be honest about how I'm feeling about the second one? Yes. Very excited about the baby. Yes, of course. Excited about Rose not being pregnant anymore. I think she cannot mm. fucking wait. Yeah. 
I think my main concern is my daughter's reaction to the new baby. Yes, but that that's classic anxiety. And you you literally, there's nothing you can do now. Thinking about it, it's a waste of time because there's nothing you can do until it comes. So you just have to try and blank that out and how, hope for the best. Was it all right for you? Because my mate's just had a baby yeah. and his son, he ain't happy about it. <laughs> how old's the son? Two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, the present thing works, bringing him back a present yeah. and um, just making sure you've got tight. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a lottery, to be honest, because my eldest, they get on really well. The five-year-old and three-year-old get on really well. But my eldest was coming back from school talking about her friend's brothers going that, and, and their sisters at school going, yeah, they don't like their sister because they make the house messy. So I think it's luck of the draw, to be honest, Josh. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and if, if they do hate each other, it's only 18 years and they, they go their separate ways. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just an 18 years of hell and then it's uni. So I won't I I get too stressed. Exactly, exactly. How has your parenting been? Do you know what? It's really upped its game today because yeah. the coffee machine had been broke. I've been on instant coffee and now I'm back on I'm back on grinding my own bean, mate. I'm grinding oh, my bean yeah. in the morning and I'm flying. I feel like, you know, I'm a souped up football hooligan on an away day. Four oh, cans wow. in. How many coffees are you on a day? Just the one at the start? Powering no, through. I'm two or three. Two or three. Normally two, but three if it's been bad. Oh, and what time would you be your... Do you have like a coffee cutoff? Um, I try to, yeah, nothing after about two o'clock. Yeah. Which is quite late, but um, but I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving life. I think I'm, 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 I'm over getting a dog. I saw a lady with a Great Dane picking up its shit with two hands. I've never seen a two-hand shit pick oh, before, God. have you? No. Two hands in the bag. Well, it was such a big shit. Yeah. Oh god. I've never so that that's put me off. Um, what else has happened? Oh, there's been a terrible problem. Um, my cat Alan has been eating ice creams that he's got out of the freezer himself and wiping the ice cream on the wall with his paw, according to my three year old. Oh, I so, see. So um, I can send you the photo. There's finger marks of ice cream that's been wiped on the wall. <laughs> And I said to the three-year-old, what happened here? And she said, Alan did it. And oh. proceeded to explain that Alan goes to the um, freezer and gets ice creams out, eats them and wipes his finger on the wall. And the five-year-old backed her up and said, yes, he does do that. I saw it. He's got big old paws, hasn't he? He's got big old paws. <laughs> He's got big, almost like hands, aren't they? But the thing they is... Are. What I'd say is, yeah, sure, my daughter does rub ice cream on the wall, but she ain't a fucking grass. Exactly. Do you know what, Rob? They're not grasses. They'll back each other up. That is a really good bond they've got together. They don't like exactly. you or respect you, but together, they really... <laughs> yeah. They treat me like a screw at prison. Exactly. They're like Thelma and Louise. But yeah, so that that's, I'm going to have to talk to Alan about that, the cat for wiping ice cream on the wall. Um, but then what I did was I was like, well, make sure if you see, that's very naughty. So if you see Alan doing it again, you let me know. Oh, yeah. And um, and so so they're going to let me know. So that that's that's that sorted. Um, I'll tell you what did happen though, right? We've been, you're aware of this. Because we can't do live shows anymore yeah. um, at theatres, they're all shut because of the old Panny D. I do some Zoom gigs. Yes. And before you'd, I'd do like comedy club gigs. On on top of that, sometimes I'd host awards for an industry or a company or a company conference. They'd get a comedian on at the end with a magician. Anyway, I did one for this company and I always try and get an interesting fact about all the yeah. people that are attending so that I can have a bit of a chat with them. So it's not just 
me sort of doing jokes awkwardly on Zoom. So there's yeah. a bit of interaction. It makes it a bit more unique. Anyway, so I got all the info through and there was, you know, classic stuff like, oh, you know, um, I went to school with Jamira Kwai. So you talk about yeah, that. Yeah, a, a bird once slapped me around the face with a burger. It's like a seagull attack. You know, all these sort of funny things that have happened. I got drunk at Reading. Anyway, one, one, one person, it came up and it said, I've won three BAFTAs. Whoa. This is, what a story this is. Okay? How was Ramesh? <laughs> anyway, so I thought I'd talk to this person because it was it was like in a, in a different industry. It wasn't even, in, I was like, this is weird. So I was chatting to her and I go, um, um, oh yeah, so what did you win the BAFTAs for? She said, well, writing, but I didn't write it. Someone else wrote it. And for best drama. And I was like, what? It turns out it was a dramatization of this woman's life story <gasps> who'd been in a tragic, horrendous accident. Whoa. Okay. I'm not going to say what it was for yeah. privacy reason, but like lots of people died and she survived. Jeez. So the mood obviously dropped and it was this horrific story about this woman's sort of survival from this tragic accident. Whoa. I'm trying to do a comedy set. So obviously my first reaction is, right, you're stretching it that you've won a baftery. Like yeah, sure it's about yeah. you, but you've not done the legwork, but I didn't bring that no. up. She's been through a lot, right? Exactly. Oscar Schindler didn't win an Oscar. No, exactly. I, did, I didn't, didn't mean he... that double use of the word Oscar then. That made the whole thing confusing. <laughs> So anyway, that's fine. I didn't want to bog down on that. And I thought, how am I going to get out of this? We're now talking about the uh, tragic life story that she's managed to overcome and get a career somewhere else. You'll never guess what her next fact was after she told me this tragic event she'd been in. Go on. And it, it was like a gift from the comedy gods. She had done the conga with Frankie Dettori at a wedding. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, right, here we go. Beckett's back in the game. I've rescued victory from the jaws of defeat. Oh, wow. I couldn't believe it. It was it was, it was, was magic, Josh. And I, I, I've never been so stressed. Oh, Did she so go in front or behind? He led it. He led and it. Then, of course he bloody did. And I said, how, you know, was it just you two? And she went, yeah, well, at the start, but not at the end. <laughs> Because I don't know about you, if you're at a wedding and you see Frankie Dittori leading the conga, you're jumping on that conga all day long, aren't oh, you, Josh? Oh, I would love to do the conga with Frankie Dittori. In my head, he's in his jockey outfit. I oh, know he's course. not. Bright green. But in my head, he's wearing the full, whatever they're called, the and silks. And he's whipping, he's whipping the survivor with a stick as, yeah. as they go round the roundabout. <laughs> I've got some kid-based stuff, though, as well, oh, yeah, Josh, yeah, I need on. to ask you on. Um, two things, lollipops and grapes. What's your grape set up for your child? Are you still cutting the grapes because they're a choke hazard? Yeah, or are you giving them whole for them to bite? Uh, she doesn't, doesn't eat, she's on raisins now, which are tiny grapes. She doesn't eat, <laughs> she doesn't eat grapes? Well, we haven't really had any grapes in, in ages. Um, it, but if, were we to get grapes, do I need to cut them in half? Is that the thing now? Yeah, are you are you not cutting them then? Because they are a choke hazard because they're put the same size as a windpipe. So we've been cutting them, but now Lou's saying the youngest is three I still think too young to trust with biting them in half. Yeah. But then you don't want to be that parent that's still, you know, peeling their prawns when they're 14. Yeah. I would naturally cut the grape. Well, cherry tomatoes, similar, right? Yes. So I, of I course. chop the cherry tomatoes. You chop the tomato, you chop a grape, but yeah. you haven't had in, any in. She's yeah. still on raisins. Fair enough. Okay. Next one lollipop. Do you, do you let them, you know, like a chubba chub, put the whole lollipop in the mouth or do they just lick it? And I don't know why I'd tell them this, but I do. Just to lick the lollipop without not putting it in well, the whole... But the fun bit of a lollipop is the whole lollipop in the mouth, isn't it? Yeah, she hasn't really... She's not into lollipops. It's, she's an ice cream lolly person. But not. she's not had a chubba chub type lolly. She has, and I don't think she was that fast. Do you know what I mean? She She's ice cream mad. She's like a cat, Rob. 
She's, she's absolutely <laughs> obsessed with ice cream. She's she wiping it on the walls like my feline friend. Yeah. Well, I get the situation because my nursery is four billion miles away from me, that she will often fall asleep in the pram home, which is obviously disastrous. Yes, yes of course, that is a nightmare. So I've got in a situation of getting her an ice cream on the way home just purely to keep her awake. Yeah, but to be fair, she sounds like she's on some sort of like city banker commute. <laughs> it's an hour commute. Well, the it's problem a long, is, it's a Rob, long day for a kid. Halfway through the commute, she's got through the metro. She's got nothing else to read. <laughs> the, uh, the metro has got to be the most pointless paper in it. Like it's, it's like shit. reading Twitter three days later. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a nostalgia piece. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, there's a boat stuck in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? It's a ship. It's a ship. Um, that might at time of podcast recording, that ship may have moved. So apologies if I'm delivering you Metro news at this yeah. point. But if you are coming to this podcast for your news, it's you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Rakuten. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores including headliners, Ulta, Ray-Ban, and Canon. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals during Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th. The cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for Adidas and Fenty. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. Can I tell you a pet peeve of parenting, Josh? Yeah, while we're here, a PPP, a, pe- a parenting pet peeve, um, the triple P, uh, is when the kids start the older. I'd say ranging from about nine to thirteen, and like if they're walking along with their parent and say they're at, a, on, at the school or something, they cross along the grass, and the parent feels awkward and embarrassed, and the parent goes, "Oh, what are you doing, Abigail? Don't go on the grass. You must go on the pave the path. Don't go on the grass. Go on the path on the pavement." And then sort of gives me an eye roll because they're sort of oh, they're awkward. worried about what you're going to say about Ab- yeah. Well, I'm just like, don't embarrass your kid. I don't give a shit yeah. what your kid does. Because I think it's coming from a place of they're worried what people think of their child. Yeah. But then that as a kid used to really annoy me. So then you're just sort of embarrassing the child for no reason. And I don't care if anything, you make me feel better about my kids because your one's being naughty. My dad used to quite enjoy embarrassing us, Rob. Yes. Like, as children. I think my dad would have enjoyed us crossing the ground. Like he would, as a kind of old hippie from the 60s, he quite liked the uh, the idea of his children being a bit rebellious. Do you know what I mean? So so he would encourage the grass walk? He wouldn't encourage the grass walk, but he certainly wouldn't have worried about you walking across the grass. 
Yeah. Do you no, know there's I mean? only a little corner of it, but I think that people get so awkward and panicked. And I'm like, your kid's going to hate you if you keep doing that. Like, and embarrassing them in front of other grown ups. Yeah. How are your parents? Would they embarrass you in front of other grown ups? Oh, my God. My dad's a nightmare. Is he? He's such an attention seeker. Really? What kind of things would he do? They were very welcoming. Everyone was welcoming. And the annoying thing was, all my friends loved my parents yeah. to the point of they were more entertaining than us. So they'd go around there. Like, my, my dad would be like, it would all be sitting there watching the telly and he'd walk in and then just start going, oh, look, you know, if you've got your jeans a bit low, oh, well, in your jeans low, are you? Like that, oh, I see kids like that. And he'll start pulling his jeans until the top of his ass comes out and oh, just wow. showing off. Yeah. And stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, he'd go, oh, where's my little Rob? And like, could you, could you try and cuddle me in front of my mates when I'm about 14 and oh, all that? Oh my God, Rob. But it, not nothing. It was. It wasn't never too awkward and embarrassing. Like if your parents, because they weren't stiff necks, they were quite loose necky. Yeah, but it no wasn't shit. anything. That the, my friends found it funny. It wasn't awkward. Like you know, with some parents where it's just a bit weird and they embarrass them because the parents are weird. That's a different level, isn't it? There's yeah. I I, I think you, the worst was you go to someone's house and it'd be quite sterile. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Or they tell them off and then you're sat there. The worst is when they, your friend's getting told off by their parent and you're sat there and like, this is the worst thing that's oh ever happened. God. I hate it. Which never happened in our house like that. Oh God, that was awful. Well, I once went to, um, he wasn't a friend. He was like, you know, when you're tentatively, is this person going to be my friend? I must have been about 12. There was a lot of yeah. farmers at my school, Rob. And also when it was baling season, they'd get time off as well. To help with the bailing. Like it was the fucking 1900s. Yeah, it's like an evacuee story, this. <laughs> so anyway, oh, have I told you this about my primary school? So my primary school was so small yeah. that they didn't have any room to cook lunches on site. I'll leave it out. So when we answered the register in the morning, rather than saying here, we had to say packed or dinners. Right, depending okay. on whether you had packed lunch or whether you wanted school dinners. Yeah. And then one of the children, and we would have been at eight or whatever, was tasked with counting up the amount of people who said dinners. Yeah. And then going to the phone and phoning through the number to the next school, who would then send the dinners across. You had to ring a school and say, like, there's six in today that are having dinners, and yeah. then deliver yeah. six and lunches. Yeah, and brought across. You didn't have a kitchen at your school. We didn't have a kitchen. Is that just like a church hall? I don't think that's a school. But that felt so normal to that, me. That's not a school, mate. That's just a build. It's like a warehouse. <laughs> but are you, I'm, did you used to go around your friends' houses for like dinner, like go around for tea and playing? Yeah, so that's what I was saying. When I was 12 or 13 at secondary school, I went around to a potential friend's house. I had lots of friends that actually liked me. I think we were doing like a school, pro we'd been paired together in a school project or whatever. He was a uh, farmer's son. And... Him and his I've mom. never met a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it hilarious that you've got like a, like loads of farmer mates. I no, let me be very clear. I haven't got loads of farmer mates. <laughs> you went to school with farmers. Yeah, that is a very different thing to having farmer mates. Um, I reckon I could get a gun quicker than a farmer to my house. <laughs> well, the irony is, Rob, they've all got guns. <laughs> I'm gonna double whammy it. Yeah. I'll ask him. Are you a farmer by any chance? I went round to his house and. So it was some school project. He wanted, right? We had to do a project on, say it was the Aztecs or whatever. Yeah. He just got a PC. He said we could just print it off in Carter. And I was like, that is not going to fly. In Carter was basically the internet when we were at school. Yeah, it was, it was better than the internet, let's be in honest. Carter 97. Yeah. 
So all you needed. It got too, it got too complicated after that. I got a computer I had in Carter on it. It had the internet. I tried them both, and I was like, "There's only one of these that is going to last the the, the, the race, <laughs> yeah. and that is in Carter. The internet is dog shit." Anyway, uh, I said we're going to have to put it into our own words. Him and his mum had these stand up rows that were like nothing I'd ever seen in my life. Right? Really? And then in the afternoon, he said, "Do you want to go ferreting?" <laughs> Have you ever been ferreting, Rob? No, but I'm gonna. I'm just going on in Carter to find out what it is. What's ferreting? <laughs> ferreting is you have some ferrets, and you'd go and try and like catch mice with ferrets. Why well, do you want to catch in a hedges? Mice? This was the nineties. <laughs> yeah, but what would be? Is that like a farming purpose thing to stop the mice eating the crops or something, or is it just a bit I of a laugh? No, maybe. I mean, how effective? Is it? That, that's what they say about hunting, isn't it? That it's like. To keep the fox numbers down or yeah. whatever. I've never heard of a mouse eating chickens, though. No, no, no. I don't know how, how much a field of corn is ruined by a mouse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just one poor bastard mouse getting ferreted. So how many ferrets did he have? Two ferrets. So, so were they on leads or did they just come back? Were they trained to come back? I don't know. He just put them down a hole and then they just come back. Yeah. I think I had quite a weird upbringing, Rob. Do you know what? It, it, yeah, I think you have. <laughs> and I, do you know what? No wonder you're worried all the time. It sounds like you grew up in 1937. You're like California, man. It's all new. The main reason why, Rob, is I think the Germans are going to invade in two years. <laughs> Email in if you had a more rural upbringing than me. I do remember going to people's houses after school and I'd walk in and I could just... I could just smell if there was no banter in the house. You know, you just get a feeling like this house, there's nothing happening in here. This is a banter-free zone, this oh, gaff. I remember going to my friend's house Two of us went in, and it stunk like a barber's. I've never been in a place that smells <laughs> more like. And my other what friend that I was with went. Smell like, you know, when you don't realise what a barber's smell like until you smell a barber's. Do you know that kind? <laughs> Is it that weird, like watery stuff they put the the, the scissors in and the blades? Yeah, I maybe think that. it's the, the hairspray that maybe only yeah. barbers use Wet or whatever. Hair. It is. Yes, when they spray your hair down. Yeah. Yeah, and we walked in. And obviously you're polite, and I thought, well, I'm not going to say it. And then my other mate who had come round to his house went, bloody hell, it smells like a barber's in here. <laughs> the only places I could smell are Lush and Subway sandwich shop. They're the two oh, smells. Yeah. I don't think there's any other high street smells other than those two that get me every time. When they reopen, walk into a barber's, have a sniff. Oh, my God. I'll pop in Tony and guys for a quick sniff. I mean, going yeah. past Lush is like being involved in chemical warfare. It's horrendous. working in there. Oh, my God. Tiny little eyes. Just saw, <laughs> saw little guard, Rob Beckett the Guardian eyes just peeking out. <laughs> Rob. Yes. Do you want some emails? Oh, yes, please. Oh, shall I open a present? Yes. We need to open. We didn't do one last week. Did we keep forgetting. She's not sending okay, she? She's never going to. She's pregnant and got a baby on the way. Okay. So these are presents from 2018 that I found in a bag that my wife has still not sent to our relatives. Yep. So this is for Brendan. Oh, this is a good one. This is one I chose, Rob. That's oh. na- Do you know what? That's an absolute kick in the jaffers, isn't it? <laughs> kick in the jaffers. I love, I've never heard you say that. We're getting a lot of feedback, Josh, saying that you say, I'm not going to lie a lot. Yeah, I do say I'm not going to lie a lot, don't I? Yeah. Are they saying it's their favourite bit of the podcast? Or are they saying it's too they annoying? They say, if anything, you should say it more. Imagine the opposite <laughs> of that. 
And that's that's the feedback. Okay. But a kick give, to the Jaffers is great. I like that. I'll give 20p to charity every time I say I'm not going to lie. Okay. That doesn't count because that was using it as an example. Fair enough. Um, it's a book about Manchester United. It's a good present. It's a book called The Anatomy of Manchester United, A History in Ten Matches for the uncle. Can I guess the matches? Who is a Manchester United fan. Yeah, go on. The uh, 99 Champions League final. Yeah, it's got to be in there, isn't it? I haven't just checked. Oh, wow, Rob. Or is it the 99 semi-final against Arsenal? Yeah, it's Ryan the Gilles. semi-final. My favourite Man United game is the one where Ruben Nistelrooy was cheating and then missed a penalty and Keown punched him on the head. And then yeah, Alan Smith good. said Arsenal should be ashamed of themselves. And I screamed, fuck off, Alan Smith. And then me and my brothers went to an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet to celebrate. Well, there you go. What a day that was. What a day that was. I was out ferreting, I think, when that match was on. <laughs> uh, do, you want some, do you want some... This is an amazing email, Rob. Yeah. From James Bramley. Come on, Brammers. Hi, Rob and Josh. I was listening to Gabby Logan episode today while out on my post round, and it jogged a memory of something that happened to me many years ago. Ooh. Gabby was talking about the time her child was in a pram and it nearly rolled off the pavement onto the road in front of a lorry while she was outside Cafe Nero on Barnes High Street. God, he's got a good memory. Absolute every detail there. Is that a cop? Well, I tell you why. She said that a bloke in shirt and jeans stopped it just in the nick <gasps> of time. I think it may have been me. Yes! That's amazing. I lived right opposite Cafe Nero at the time, just above a jeweller's on the it. other I side of the road. I was stalking Gabby Logan at the time. <laughs> the descriptive of the man in unsuitable clothing for cold November day also matches me. <gasps> Postman. Being a postie, I'm normally always in shorts and totally underdressed for cold weather conditions, both in and out of work time. I remember nipping down from my flat to head to the local shop to get something. On the way back, I have a vague memory of seeing a pram roll away from a small group of Barnes mums. <laughs> She's definitely a Barnes mum, isn't she, Gabby? A- absolutely <laughs> superb terminology. Anyone who's been in Barnes will know Barnes mum is an absolute... It creates an image, oh, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely ripped to shit, successor in their career, loads of kids, smashing flat white, seven a day, boom, let's go, yoga. I have a vague memory of seeing a pram rolling away from a small group of Barnes mums towards the road. I'm not sure I realised there was a child in the pram when I stopped it. I just didn't want to cause an accident. Oh, my God. So it was bad. It didn't feel like a big deal at the time, and I didn't want to make a scene, as it might have embarrassed the mother in front of the others. Yes. Judging by the size of her kid now, I think the lorry had a lucky escape. <laughs> love the podcast, James. What a legend. I love, I've never met a bad postie. Po- post no. men and women are absolute legends. And I've, I've got a question about the shorts. Do you think being a post person, post like you're not allowed to say post... What's the word now? What's what's the woke word for a po- postal worker? Postal worker, the sexy voiced Michael slipped in, producing from the back, playing it up top. A postal I bet, worker. I bet. I bet he's got that Man United book as well, haven't you, Michael? I don't actually. I messaged on the group. I'll take it if no one's having it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Postal. 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 Which I'm going to say, I would never have got to. <laughs> right. So postal worker. Yeah. Always wear shorts. Do they pick that job because they want to wear shorts or it's just the right attire for the job? What do you reckon? Yeah, I, th- I think it's peer pressure once you're there. Because I like wearing shorts, Rob. I'm wearing shorts at the moment. But you said you didn't like wearing shorts. No, no, I like wearing kind of exercise shorts. Yes, okay. I, I like that. I, I just wore them for the nursery drop-off. Yeah, of But that's because it's a six-hour round trip. Yeah, exactly. You're actually but exhausted by the time. You don't want to be hot with a coat on doing that. I think I think it's I think it's peer pressure to get your pins out when you get there. It might be a little bit of a sort of alpha thing of like, yeah, it's not cold, is it? And it's snowing. But do everyone's... they do it in winter? Uh, mine does. 
He yeah, loves it. Southeast he, London. Yeah. But also, he called, he went the other day, he went, oh, I love that show you do with Rash. I've, uh, <laughs> people get Romish's name wrong a lot, <laughs> but I have never heard him be rashed off. Rash. <laughs> Rash. I've had Ramesh, Rajesh, Prajesh, yeah, Rajesh. Rash. Rash isn't Rash. an Asian name, is it? <laughs> Rash, he sounds like a cartoon character. A Russian splinter. The old <laughs> two rabbits that are really fast. Um, anyway, yeah. So I, yeah. Well, good, well done, James, for saving the baby. Yeah, good, good work to James. Uh, do you want a lockdown low point? Oh, always. Which is uh, small things that have tipped you over the edge during lockdown. Go on. I'm eight months pregnant, and have been redecorating prior to the baby's arrival. Needed new carpet for the nursery, and I broke into tears. Because I couldn't stroke the carpet samples to see how soft they were due to buying them online. <laughs> Low moment? That is the best bit of carpet buying, isn't it? It is the best bit of carpet buying. You go to the shop, you rub your hand on them and go, oh, I don't like that. And then, because then, if you get to rub it, you 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 realise the one you're getting is really nice compared to all the others. But online, you don't get that, you don't get that sensation. You can order the samples, can't you? Don't tell her that. <laughs> She's already cried, but yes, you can. If you order it, they send you lots of little samples. Yeah. Oh, bless We her. just got loads of samples and just did the whole floor with them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I always thought that. How many can you get away? If you went to different showrooms, could you cobble together a full floor? Yeah, I think you could have a small room, small nursery. Um, oh, bless her. But that's just, it's the pandemic getting you, in it? Right. Before the business shout-outs, Rob. Yes? Dear Rob and Josh, this is from Nathan Tuffin. Hope you're doing well. I have a belated Christmas story, which I hope you enjoy. The Christmas before last, my three-year-old daughter took such a liking to our Christmas tree that we decided to name him Terry. We pretended he could talk and ended up treating him like a member of the family for the entire month. When it was time for the decorations to come down, she was very sad. So we told her Christmas trees can't stay inside all year and Terry would be off on adventures until next Christmas when we would go and find him again. Cut to December 2020. We took our family outing to the local farm to pick out a Christmas tree. My daughter was incredibly excited to see Terry again. She ran around the farm yelling, Terry, Terry. And every time we looked at a tree, uh, she, we would ask, is this one Terry? Do we think it's him? Until eventually we picked out a tree we wanted and we claimed that we had found Terry. Oh, that's a good idea. Well, it was. My daughter was ecstatic and proudly walked with me as we hauled the tree to the checkout area. I was a little confused when the man asked me what kind of Christmas tree stand we have at home, having never been asked that question before. I told him what type we have, and he informed me this type would require the tree to have a flat stump at the bottom. Things hadn't quite clicked in my mind as the man dragged Terry off to one side, then swiftly and violently took out a circular saw to his trunk. It was so loud, and it all happened too fast. (laughs) I tried to shield my daughter's eyes from the massacre happening in front of her. And then frantically yelled, get her out of here to my partner, like a doctor in a medical drama, trying to move a distraught family member from the bedside of a dying relative. My daughter was absolutely traumatised. She burst into tears and kept asking, what are they doing to Terry? Oh, God. We had finally calmed her down, and then the man dragged the tree outside and shoved it in one of those netting machines, which upset her all over again. Oh, my God. It's like they've been kidnapped. <laughs> it was genuinely one of those stressful parenting moments of my entire life. We will not be going to pick out a tree together next year. Uh, absolutely lovely podcast. 
Keep up the great work, Nathan Tuffin. Oh, Mr. Tuffin. Yeah, that is brutal. Cause you, you can't even explain that to the bloke because you look insane. Yeah. God, she, she thinks it's Terry and Terry's a tree. Oh, oh dear. God. Um, right, we're going to have a quick shout out for these uh, businesses that are... Um... Yeah, so we wanted to just, you know, after how difficult it's been for so many small businesses and bigger businesses, but small businesses particularly during lockdown, we thought it'd be nice to shout out some good small businesses of people that listen to the show. Now, Michael will attest that um, we have had a lot of what we've had a lot, haven't we, Michael? Yes, we're trying. We're trying our best to get through them. Yeah, I'd say hundreds. And just just so people know, I am just picking them randomly. There's no system, so hopefully yours will get picked. If it doesn't, I apologise. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll, so we've, we've got one here from McDonald's, which you picked <laughs> randomly. Right? Sorry, I'm just <clears throat> just finishing this Big Mac. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got one here for Tesco. Just try, you know, just try everyday value. <laughs> no, I've got one here. I've got one. Yeah, but thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, genuinely, yeah. um, you know, sorry that we can't read them all out. No, but exactly. I don't know if people would listen. This is a good one here. This is um, for at Fight Back Lager. It's a new lager that's been brought out in lockdown, and it gives five p to the at Music Venue Trust for every pint you buy. So every time you buy a pint, it gives money to um, Music Venue Trust, which is trying to save the live events industry, which is still shut. So that's a good yes. little uh, get yourself a that beer and help that industry. Another one I've got here is Section Twenty Seven Clothing. This is a Swansea-based uh, clothing company that do sort of '90s football and rave culture clothes, like bucket hats and t-shirts. Keep talking my language. Well, wrong. you're gonna love it. It's got like it's got like acid rain logos. It's got photos of like football fans on away days and stuff. You can find them on Instagram. And it's S twenty seven clothing, and yeah, they've 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 started up. I think they've been on furlough. The, the, the people have started the company. They started this company to try and, uh, you know, try new try new business. So go to S twenty seven clothing on Instagram for some uh, ninety stuff, which you'll love, Josh. I will. You know me, Rob. You love I, all that. I'll be honest with you. I don't like the present day. No, you hate the present. You want all you want is to wear a bucket hat and go ferreting, <laughs> and listen to Blur on a cassette. Get me a fucking ferret. Let me read in Carter. <laughs> and let's get, let, I want a bit of in Carter and I want to fuck some mice up. Do you know why? Because I live in the countryside, yeah? Um, did you have another one there, Josh? Yeah, this is from Lil Baker. Hi, I have a small business called Little Green Crafts, which is www.littlegreencrafts.co.uk. And one of the things I make, which uh, lockdown parenting, how listeners might like, are teddies from children's drawings. Oh, that's cool. That's great, isn't it? I've attached a few examples for you to see. So if you're... Oh, they're really good. Um, if your children do a drawing, then she can make teddies from them, which is a really great kind of thing. Um, do you know what I think we should do, Rob? Yeah. What we'll do is... Why don't we put on our Instagram stories when these episodes go out, we'll put like a swipe up to the three businesses. Yes, that's link. a good idea. We'll do a little link to them. So you're just giving Michael more work there. I don't know how he's getting Sorry, all those Michael. jingles you've made him do. It's fine. I'll just edit that bit out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this business bit's not going out at all, is it, Michael? <laughs> oh, he just he just keeps putting adverts out for his uh, editing and production business. <laughs> um, uh, before we go, we've, I've got a really funny story that's just come through on Instagram about unexpected pregnancy, Josh. From go on, Lisa Berridge. 
I'm sure the moment has passed, not for us, Lisa, don't you worry about it, for another surprise baby story. But I have to tell you, I have a school friend who had three children all grown up. And I think at the time, her youngest was about to start secondary school at age 11 or 12. It's pretty safe to say they were on the way to having adult children. One evening, my friend started to experience back pain. So she took paracetamol and went to bed. She woke up early the next morning in so much pain, she told her husband she should go to A&E. So they got in the car. Whilst in the car on the journey, she told her husband she had this weird sensation to push. Having had three kids already, she knew the feeling well. They both shrugged it off. They got to the hospital only to discover she was actually in labour. And a few minutes after being told the news, she gave birth. She had no idea she was pregnant. She celebrated her 40th in this time. She didn't put put on much weight or any of the other symptoms of pregnancy. So the entire thing was a complete shock. (gasps) So imagine being 40 and thinking you're done with kids and you are back in the nappy zone. Oh, my God, Rob. With what I've got planned for my 40s, which is from the age of 42, it's going to be mid-90s Alex James-style hedonism is how I'm planning on living my You're gonna life. You're going to get sucked off in the Groucho? <laughs> I'm going to get sucked off in the Groucho. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Josh, I cannot wait to be sat there next to you, ripped of a six-pack, watching. <laughs> Can't wait to be in my 40s. <laughs> Do you know what? He'd be a fucking great guest on this. He's got about five kids. Get him One up. of them's called Geronimo. Have you got his number? No, I've got Dave Roundtree's, though. I might... <laughs> Oh, you can't go to James Frank No, but he hasn't got a kid. He hasn't got a kid. Oh, that's the perfect crime. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. All right, I'll see okay. what I can do. Let's It'd get Alex James on. Right. Um, uh, let's, uh, we'll see you on Friday. For, we'll do a bit more correspondence on Friday. Yeah, I thought it was a good episode, though. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. I'm not, I'm not criticising it. No, no. no let's not fall out, Josh, a year in. <laughs> Rob, yeah. there's too much career at stake here now. We I can't know. fall out. Do you think if we got divorced from our partners, it would make the show better or worse? I think we'd have to have like a month's break, but then I think it'd be fine. <laughs> and you go, how's parenting, Rob? Yeah, well, I'll get to see him in three weeks' time. Do you know what? It would make the recording schedule easier. Oh, it would. I'd have plenty of time. Why am I getting divorced, not you? I think I'm more annoying. This is the bleakest end to an episode. I think I, it, but, oh, no, but if you had to have a bet on who would get divorced first, I don't know. Who do you reckon? I think you're a more mentally together human being than I am. That is, I can't believe that's true. <laughs> I tell you what, have a little look at my YouTube search history and then we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.